welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the Forest, my very special guest, basically, Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you are across the globe. You are watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And tonight we have an incredibly special guest all the way from America. The list of achievements is huge. And I'm going to ask Z28 Racing to let us know exactly what he has done. But welcome to the show, Z28 Racing. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm very well indeed and extremely excited um, to have uh, you as a special guest here and because you've been all the way to the Gran Turismo finals, um, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. And so, yes, and we've got lots of people, especially Podium, um, who have said he got you back into racing. Um, and uh, so we've got lots of great questions coming up and I'm sure the chat will be ready as well with theirs to just to put you on the spot and see Good. how you get on. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always best when people catch you off guard so you can be honest and just say those things like right off the top of your tongue. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. Now, the first question we always ask our guests in here is how did you get started in gaming and sim racing? What was it that that, uh, that started it for you? Oh, this is interesting. Wait a second. So there's two, there's two questions there. You said, how did I get started in gaming and sim racing? Do you mean gaming first or just sim racing? Um, your gaming career would be good. How you? Oh, you gaming games. Yeah, Ooh. as a as a young as a youngster, did you? This is this is. Happened. All right, so this is interesting. So gaming has been a huge part of my life growing up. That has just been something that I've loved to do. I just I just like doing it when I was younger. I played uh, Red Alert Two. Do you remember that game, Red Alert Two? Do you know what that is? Command and Conquer for PC back oh, in yes. the day. Yep, 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 yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was like uh, that was like two thousand, I think, right around year two thousand. Um, that was the first kind of a competitive game that I got into that started getting me into that, that online competitive play where you just got really mad if you lost, <laughs> just like sim racing, you know, like it's sim racing, you know, you get into it, you're like sweating, you're like really, really trying, you're competitive, right? So it started with, uh, red alert and then I moved on to fighting games and actually competed, um, in fighting games for a long time, probably about five or six years. I played Tekken. Uh, competitively and I traveled and I went to uh, you know Jersey and competed in that and I it was it was a huge part of my life fighting games and now Gran Turismo where sim racing comes in that didn't start honestly until I I tried Gran Turismo 2 but it was more on controller it wasn't really serious you know I just kind of yeah, played it yeah. because I had a Camaro at the time and my my Z28 was in uh, Gran Turismo 2. So I just played that because, oh, this is cool or whatever. But I was racing and doing drag racing in real life. Um, wow. So that's why, yeah, that was like my thing. Like in, in high school and college, I was really, really big into, into racing around here. I've been to Sebring before. Um, so it kind of started slow. And do you remember Gran Turismo HD? Do you know what that is? No, it rings a bell. 
Rings. Okay, so because I, I had all the games, I had all the main Gran Turismo games for PS. You, okay, so Gran Turismo HD, I believe it was like it was similar to a prologue. There was Gran Turismo HD, and then I think there was a prologue. This could have been around 2006 or so. Well, anyway, yeah. that that game, it it was kind of a demo that you would download for free on PlayStation Three, and there was a time trial. There was an online time trial and an online drift trial. And what you would do is you could compete with people around the world. And there was like these rankings that were there. Could have been just America's for my region. Who knows what it really was? It said world rankings, but we don't really know. Anyway, there I was in first, I I don't know, maybe like every week, you know, doing those. And that got me competitive into, oh, okay, I'm getting good at this. And I got myself like a G27. You know, that was the first steering wheel that I had. And um, from there, when the next Gran Turismo came out, I think it was five, that competitive drive was there, you know, and uh, they didn't, I don't think Gran Turismo actually hit it off truly competitively until, what was that? The GT Academy? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the GT Academy came out at that time. I was actually getting my life together with work. Um and I was, you know, trying to buy a house and do all this stuff. So I never competed in the GT Academy. But when, Great, when Gran Turismo Sport came out, that's when I started to kind of go full force into, hey, let's let's see what I got. You know, I got I got a house now. I'm comfortable with myself. Let's give it a go and and see where it happens. But all of this really has stemmed from me being a gamer. I mean, I've just been a gamer my whole life uh, <laughs> and playing games, you know, like fighting games, first person shooters, and then eventually, you know, delved into the uh, the racing scene. Wow, and so uh, yeah. how did you, what was the story of of you getting to the the, the Gran Turismo finals? Because I mean that's a huge um, achievement, and that must have taken quite a while to kind of get into all of that. Because you got to do seasons and and get very good times and and and, and end up in the top uh, uh, the top split, isn't it? Yeah. So how it was in in 2018 when we competed, it was it was pretty rough because there was a there was regionals back then. So they actually had like a regionals board. And then for, for nations and manufacturers, there's both, but we actually had a regionals competition for the, you know, the fastest top 10 Americans, they would be able to go to regionals and be the top 30 drivers of the Americas would all go compete in Vegas. And then the top 10 drivers of the 30 in the Americas would go on to Monaco to compete for the world finals for nations. So I, I actually made top 10 for the United States. And then I made, um, I got ninth place in the Americas. So I went to the world finals for both nations and manufacturers. I was only one of 12 or 13 people that year that actually did both. Now that sounds cool, but that sucks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now the reason why is because since I was, uh, I was streaming all of this stuff and I was just playing online and I, I was listening to to my fans at the time, people like, Oh, pit on this lap, do this, do that. And I was just having fun with it. Right. But I didn't realize that, you know, the amount of pressure that would be on you when you go there, like how much practice you really need to do. Cause when you're playing a bunch of people that are, that are better than you are as good as you are, that's stressful. I mean, you can't really imagine that. Like when you just do those normal FIA races, it's not the same. You know, you have to think that the fastest person you've ever raced, let's just say you in general, Gran Turismo sport, imagine racing like 20 faster people than that just constantly, like no one's bad. (laughs) so it's like so you need to and me uh you know i didn't practice as much as i could because i you know like i said i had to i had to work you know i had a lot of stuff that i do in my personal life so i tried to balance that out so after playing i probably practiced let's see we had fis like about two days a week right Mm -hmm. 
Now, back then, there was one advantage that I had that people don't have today, and I wish that they did this. Are, do you play FIA now, by chance? Do you? A little bit, just here and there. Yeah, I, okay. only, I, I tend to do the, the dailies more than the FIA, but I, I do watch a lot of the FIA. So but you understand like how it works and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know how the slots are now where you can join a slot, let's say 7 o'clock, and then after you race that slot, you can join 8 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. You can do multiple, so if you screw up, you can just do another slot, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like that back then in 2018, you had to pick a slot when you race that slot, it was over. If you got hit and you came in last, that's it. You, you lose points for that, for that week. Mm -hmm. So I prefer that because this way you have, you have one time slot. That's what I did. I devoted my time for, let's say seven o'clock for nations, nine o'clock manufacturers. I would do that. Hey, what, whoever, whoever wins wins, you know, yeah. and that's how it was back then. Now I feel like polyphony is pushing you to play, play, play. Yeah. And what happens is people just keep playing every single slot and it's, it's frustrating because you'll get like a really good lobby at first, but then the people that do well, they won't play the next round and then the next yeah. person won't play the next round. So when you get down to the last round, it's a lot of weaker players, but you can still get more points than you would have on the first round. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. pushing players to play more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I've stopped competing because it's just too much time. That yeah. that's honestly what it comes down to. If that hopefully I'm making sense with that. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That um now we've got a couple of quick questions that I'll quickly put in and then we'll mm -hmm. ask some bigger questions as well. Um sure. that uh, now we have um uh, one of the first ones was actually uh, your new camera angle was that um on advice of podium? Um because that was <laughs> one of the questions we had earlier. <laughs> okay, so the new camera angle, honestly. Hugh, this is for you. All right, buddy. I did that. <laughs> I did this for you. This is literally only for this. I swear. I swear. Because you, after we contacted each other, you know, on discord, um, and you're like, Hey, you know, we, we talked about me coming on here and I was like, sure, that'd be great. But then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I'm going to look like an idiot if I got the camera back here and you're looking at my shoulder. So, <laughs> so I decided to move it for this interview. So I don't know if I'm going to keep it, but I mean, people seem to like it. So it might be something that I keep. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I, and uh, I was going to say, I was just hoping that when you did appear, I would be able to see your face because I, yes. I, 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 I the, the, the funny I once had Tidgeny yeah. um, on on the on an interview the first time he did it about two years ago, um, and I think it must have been he must have had a rough night the night before because he refused to put his camera on. Uh, or the only really? camera I could, yeah the only camera I could see was at his feet. It was it was like a pedal cam. And he, that must and be a little he, awkward. I didn't. I didn't even ask him to try and, you know, could we see your face? Because I thought the way he sounded, I thought he's maybe not in the best state to to to, to ask him anything. I wouldn't. Are we are we talking a few drinks here? Maybe he had a little I bit of a long know. night. I think maybe a long <laughs> night or something because uh, because he never he never put it on. And I thought, yeah, I'm not going to even going to go there and ask. Uh, to exactly. Who cares? You know, so that was, yeah. that was the thing. Yeah, yeah, we, could, no, I get you. we could hear him. So that was the main thing that we could hear. But I'm very pleased <laughs> I can see you and hear you. Uh, yes. so that's, that's, that's it's, all, it's all for you, Hugh. It's all for you, man. <laughs> Here's a thing, a unique thing that for everybody who's watching, um, uh, uh, Z28 Gaming, even though I pronounced it incorrectly, I pronounced it the British way earlier on, um, but uh, Z28 Gaming knows my nickname. He does. <laughs> and what is my nickname? What did I say? Was it Shug? Shug? Yeah. What it was? Shuggy. Shuggy. Ch I said Sh Shug. Shuggy. I think I said it wrong. Shuggy. Shuggy. Yeah, no, sh Shuggy. Shuggy. With an S. You know why I know that, right? You know why I knew that? Your nickname? Did you watch uh, G Well, no. Uh, GT Series, he's actually a big fan of mine. 
that is from uh, he's a he's a he's from Scotland. He oh, actually right. knew that I was coming on with you, and then he said that like that word. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, I'll just call him that in the interview. So I was just like, oh, okay. So that's why, that's why I asked you about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. No, that's brilliant. No, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So you even know my nickname there, but um, now, so we'll quickly um, get uh, the, the questions here rolling. We've got lots and lots of people in the chat, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, they're all sending their from Tara Black, to uh, we've got Richie Johnson's, we've got Podium, we've got Matt Lynch, uh, we've got Stephen Scott, we've got MRT, Women Papa, and many, many more. So get your questions ready so that we can get things sorted. Here we go. Now, um, there's so many here, I'm trying to quickly race through them all so that I get the, the best ones first. Um, ah, Damo has said, um, uh, me and Huey are working hard at school doing the Norse Slifer. So that's because I know that you do a lot of track guides, isn't it? So um, how do you find the, the, the North Slifer? Is that one of your favorites? You know, I, I, I don't like that track. I mean, I mean, it's I, recently I just did what um, Nurburgring GP, but the, the longer track North Life, like it's okay. I love the track, you know, just racing it by myself. Okay. That sounds, let, let me, let's try to put this in perspective. I love the track in terms of just driving and fun. I just like how competitive it is and fun it is. But when we talk about, Hey, let's make an FIA race, you know, North life, um, it's going to be chaos. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going to get hit and frustrated or whatever. So I don't like necessarily racing it competitively. Um, but I do love the track. And in terms of a track guide, there's so many out there, but I would be willing to do a track guide for it. I mean, I guess a little bit more advice never hurts, right? Yeah, I, I have yeah. to say one of one of the the um, guides that you did a few years ago on Suzuka for Group Three, I think it was. Uh, yeah, and you, right. you, to, you were saying this is do this lap guide, uh, follow the lap guide, and you'll get under a two minute at, at Suzuka um, right. in the GT3, and it worked. It absolutely worked, and I could because I was nowhere. I was about probably two or three seconds off. Um, really, you I, did it. You got a one fifty nine. Yeah, I got a 159. It took me a, a good bit of practice, but from following your guidance there, and, and I, I get frustrated because, you know, it's like when you have to watch everything and always in slow motion to see the exact yeah, I know. point. And, and, but you have to do it to be able to make it work. And you do. So that I, was, I remember that video. That was with the Corvette. I was using the Corvette yeah, in that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. got it. I and I was so pleased because I finally got under two minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I was over the moon. I actually love to hear that. Everyone liked that video. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. I do my videos so different than other people. I just like to sit there and talk and just sit there and talk and think about angles because really mm -hmm. kind of being quick is all about being consistent, right? So you you kind of come up with your own marks. You've ever noticed like if you watch like certain uh, certain guide videos, people will say like break exactly at the 100 meter mark. Well, I mean, not really, right? Because if you if you break at the same meter mark for every single car, there's a problem there because every car breaks differently. For instance, yeah. if you're in a piece of crap Mustang, it's gonna break. You have to break way <laughs> earlier because it's gonna. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm joking about the Ford thing, but seriously though, if you're in you know a, a Ford versus let's say a Chevy or a Volkswagen or whatever, they all have slightly different breaking points. So it's mm -hmm. important to get a general idea of where to break and then just refine that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. And so it's, I mean, what made you start doing uh, lap guides and things? Because it's, it's, it's quite a big project to undertake. Yeah, well, I was actually, honestly, I think I was the first one to start doing those lap guides because that was like three years ago when I made my first one. I did it because 
back then at that time, that's when I was competing in FIA, right? And I was doing well. Like I was, I was on that path to making top 10 for regionals and, you know, being in first for manufacturers. And people were asking me advice all the time, like, oh, hey, you know, what can I do to be faster? And uh, back then I was doing personal training and I was just coaching people in the gym all the time. And it was, it's very natural for me to talk and train someone to doing something. And I got personal enjoyment and I still do. I get personal enjoyment making people better at things. I just, I yeah. enjoy that. So when you tell me that my video made you get a 159, you just made my day today. You know, yeah. that's, that's how I feel good. You know, it's just, I'm just, it's how it work. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I was like, well, I was, you should have seen me cheer when I got a 159. So that was, a, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> that's good. It was, uh, it was brilliant. Now we've got a great question here from Darren Turner. And he says, what do you love and stroke hate the most about Gran Turismo Sport? Mm, what do I love and hate the most about Gran Turismo Sport? Well, this is something I love about Gran. What I love about Gran Turismo is the balance between, you know, how, how sim it is, you know, like how realistic it can be but then how much of a game it can be. So it's like, it's like a game and a sim combined together, but it's not, it's, it's hard enough to get to, for you to destroy someone who's new at it, but it's also easy enough for a beginner to come and play it and be addicted to it. You know? So if you think about something like iRacing, if you're not really that much in, into racing and you play iRacing, you're going to think it's boring and you're probably going to stop playing it. Gran Turismo doesn't feel like that. You can hop into Gran Turismo with a controller, play around the track. You could do bad, but you're still going to have fun because it feels rewarding with, you know, earning money and buying cool cars and all that stuff. So that's what I love about it is, is the variety of different players that it brings to the platform, right? Mm. Um, something that I hate about Gran Turismo, I feel like <laughs> this is, this might be a little biased. Okay. So just bear with me here. Um, <laughs> I think that polyphony tries to suck in their players a little bit too much. Like I, I don't like, um, how the game is just kind of revolving around FIA. It's like pushing you to only do one thing, you know, it's mm -hmm. so anyone who wants to be slightly competitive, it's like, you only have to do FIA. Like that's all. And if you try to do daily races, like for me on my main account, my Z 20 account has like 75,000 DR. I don't want to use my main account. I can't yeah, because if I yeah. use my main account, and I come in second place in a daily race, I'm going to lose DR. Yeah. So yeah. I'm forced to play FIA. So that's what I don't like about it. I feel like you're forced into one thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's, that's a really good, a good answer to those questions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and again, kind of on, on a similar uh, line from Matt Lynch, he says, um, what changes would you like to see in Gran Turismo 7 to make the competitive side better? Mm. Uh, well, variety. There needs to be, I, I think this is honestly, I think this would make Gran Turismo go in a crazy different direction. So imagine daily races, how they are now, right? So everyone loves FIA. And the reason why you like FIA, you might not realize it, but the reason why you like it is because there's a leaderboard and you can look at it and you can see like, oh man, like I'm ranked the 113th in the Americas or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, if they started adding you know, some type of a leaderboard to daily races, like weekly races or whatever. And you yeah. could check your stats for that week. So it'll show like, let's say Matt Lynch. I think he's the one that asked the question. It'll say, yeah. oh, Matt, he's raced, you know, 20 races. He's won 14 of his 20 races. And his fastest time is a 124.5. And yeah. then it would set you up as like a, a board, like a leaderboard uh -huh. to show who the fastest person of the week was or whatever. And I think that would make it a bit more enticing in terms of the competitive scene for people that didn't want to dive into FIA. Yeah, yeah. 
And and what's your yeah. take on some of the driving at the moment? Because I mean, it, it, some of the races, and, and there's usually at least one race every week that is dire in terms of the kind of things that people now do. Um, and because uh, how do you find racing? And I know you say you don't really do so many of the daily races, but um, how do you approach uh, that from a you know from a from a obviously from your angle as, a, as someone who's done extremely well? Um, how do you find that kind of driving? Are you talking about the the dirty driving that people experience? Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't experience that. You know, if if you've watched some of my streams, like it, it's extremely rare that I that I get dirty driving. And when I do, I'm pretty good about maybe it's just experience, but I'm pretty good at seeing it coming. So I'll kind of bait people into wanting to hit me. So you can tell if someone's aggressive, right? So if they make, if you're going down a straight and they're making two moves, they're blocking you, you already know what kind of person this is. So if yeah. you know that don't push your way in, just, you know, he's going to slow himself down constantly because he's going to keep blocking on every single turn, you know, every, yeah, every, yeah. you know, he's always going to go to the inside. So it's going to slow him down. So you can go a little bit wider and eventually he's going to mess up. So I usually just tend to keep my nose out of trouble and just avoid it. But if I yeah. was someone who, let's say I was a little bit slower and I was dealing with those issues, I think that, you know, just change your driving style a little bit because even in iRacing, I've had the same issues with people being aggressive. I mean, people are going to be people. So yeah, no matter yeah. what sim you play, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. And so tell me, what are your favorite kind of car and race combinations uh, in terms of or track and car combinations? Well, right now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that that Group 3 at Nürburgring GP, that's a really good track combo right there. Um, but in what I really like watching, my favorite is Group 3 at Bathurst, hands down. I always watch the 24-hour race. I'm just really into that, the 12-hour and 24-hour Bathurst run. Um, there's just something about Mount Panorama that I really like. I'm not even that great at that track, but <laughs> I just really like it. I'd say that Group 3 is definitely... Um, group three or, you know, GR three or GT three, however you want to say it, GT three in real life. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's my, that's my best combo GT three at, uh, Mount Panorama. Yeah. And, uh, cause I, I remember just, I've, I've watched one or two of your streams, um, in the past and, and you, you talk very clearly about how you're not going to get involved in, in, in dodgy driving. And, and I think what you said earlier really is, is very good about right. that. And because there'll be lots of people here who are coming from a slightly different angle and who are maybe in the kind of B levels um, and then getting into A, uh, and it, and it's quite tough. And I know you're saying earlier, okay, um, don't um, get involved. But do you have any kind of tips as well to help us get faster um, so we can help to hopefully rise up and get our time trials better so hopefully we'll start at the front of the grid? Oh, so you're better qualification times. Well, I mean, yeah. honestly, there's the, the best it's, it sounds so simple, but the best answer for that is, is just practice, man. Like by yourself, like literally mm -hmm. I'm talking, get a ghost, find a time trial, ghost, something that's like, let's say a top 10 leaderboard time. Right. So if you're, if you're a C driver or a B driver, you're not going to be able to compete with a top 10 ghost, obviously. Right. So go on the track by yourself, do a time trial, keep going around, beat your ghost, figure out what you're doing wrong, but make sure that you know, in your brain, you want to watch a time trial of someone who is very fast and you want to memorize that line. And I notice what a lot of people do is they instantly see top 10. Everyone's using the Supra. So they pick the Supra right away and they think that that's the best car around the track, which it probably is, but it, it is with someone who's highly skilled. So if someone's using a Supra at major, for instance, major GP, everyone uses the Supra. It's the best car you should be picking a beetle and then follow that driving line, follow it, learn it, understand it, 
And then once you start getting your lines down, then move on to other cars and refine your braking points, so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's very tedious. It takes time, but you'll get there as long as you can control the car. Yeah. And so what do you think are the biggest mistakes that, that kind of sim drivers make when they're, because we're all, we do sometimes feel desperate to try and improve our times. Getting so, anxious. hundred yeah. percent. I think everybody just gets anxious because they, whenever they're driving, they just, like you said, desperate. You just use the word. When you get desperate like that, you do things that you know that you shouldn't do. People will break mm -hmm. at, you know, 75 meters when they know they should be breaking hundred meters just because they want to get that edge. They want to pass that person at lap two. Why do they yeah. want to pass on lap two when there's 10 laps? It's like an ego thing. You know, you just, yeah. you just want to do it right. You just think that you're going to be, don't think that you're faster than you are, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've, and I've always been like that. Even when I competed, if someone's better than me, I know they're better than I am. I don't care. It's okay. It's okay if you're better than I am. So I'll let you pass me so I can follow your driving line so I can get better and I can keep pace and escape the pack. That's, that's something you got to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have a, a great question here from your good friend. Uh, uh, WRL podium 13. He says, Mr. Z 28, what would you mm. say is harder to master throttle control or braking? Hmm, man, that's a really good question. Podium. I would, I would, I'm going to have to go with braking. I have to, because throttle control is equally as important in my opinion, especially if you're using a, you know, a, an oversteer car, like a Ferrari group three or something like that. But braking is so incredibly important because there's different styles of trail braking. And, and I know nobody really talks about this. Everyone's so kind of, they're just so straightforward trail braking. Like, oh, you just go into a corner, you break, and then you like quarter break and half break and whatever, and you make the corner. But there's different styles to it. There's people that will break early and then break lift, break lift. You know what I mean? They kind of, yeah. you know you know what I'm saying? Just to get a little bit more speed. And people do that because if you break a little bit early when you're right behind someone, you want to make sure that you don't hit them. And then also you want to break early because you're under slipstream. So your car's going faster. So you yeah. want to kind of break a little bit earlier to just make sure you don't bump them or anything like that. So trail braking is huge because that's, what's going to prevent you from colliding with another car. If you can't yeah. control your brake, well, you're going to get into a lot of incidents on the track. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, that's the thing I'm going to work on because I know that in, in my, in when I do time trial or if I'm racing, my biggest mistake is I don't brake hard enough at the very start. And right. So I, so I end up coming off the brakes thinking I've slowed down enough and then realizing, no, I haven't. And I brake again. And then the car, of course, understeers and you lose the line and everything else. Exactly. You know, but that's just practice, you know, and, and it's crazy because it's different in a race too. Like once you start getting tire wear, now your braking points have changed once again. So it's all about yeah. adapting, right? And just more and more time on the track. Yeah. Now we've got a good funny question here from Dead Eye Del Boy uh, and uh, another another Scottish uh, uh, racer and streamer that we had on the show a few weeks ago. Um, okay. and he says, Would you ever consider wearing a t-shirt to hide the guns and stop the rest of us <laughs> feeling so inadequate. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so on some of my, so you'll see like some of my older streams, right? Um, I did wear a shirt. I wore a shirt like a lot and you'll, you'll be surprised that I actually got people asking me why I wasn't wearing a cutoff shirt. Uh, <laughs> so, so I started my channel wearing a cutoff and, and when I first started my channel, the reason why I did it is because I usually go to the gym and when I go to the gym, I come back home and then I wear a cutoff and I always play games by myself always in this room with a cutoff shirt. It's just what I do. I go to the gym. I don't like to be hot. I'm sitting here. I just, this is just what I do. And I started it 
um, when the channel first started, I remember wearing a shirt a couple times and it almost didn't even look right. It, it, like, it made my channel look weird when I had a shirt on. So I just kind of, I just kind of keep it because I'm used to it, I guess. <laughs> No, it's been, and, and you're in your base in yeah. a very hot country there, a very hot uh, state. It's, hot, it's Florida, America. yeah. Yeah, it's so it, it's, uh, yeah, you've got, you've got an excuse um, for that one. But uh, now we've got a question here as well, a serious question, seemingly, uh, from GT Series Videos. He says, what's the best way to go about passing a slower driver without wrecking them or yourself? You know, honestly, the, to me, GT Series, the, the best way of doing that is to be patient for them to wreck. I mean, honestly, because you can't, it sucks if, because think of it this way, think of it this way. If you say that it's a slower driver, right? So the question stated, what's the best way to pass a slower driver? So that means that you just told me that you are faster than that person. So you, you know that you are faster than them. Well, if in theory, you should start in front of that person if you're faster than them, right? So this really shouldn't happen that much. I mean, maybe in a situation that you spin out and then maybe that person's in front of you, or maybe it's just a for fun lobby and that person's not as good as you. But so we have to take in context what kind of race that you're doing. So let's just assume it's a, a competitive race and you spun out and the person in front of you is slower than you. I would bait them. I would bait them like, you know, shove your nose in like the inside and then stop and back off and kind of see what they do. Wait for them, bait them into making a mistake and then make the pass that way. Cause it, cause you know, they're going to block you. You know, they're going to push you off. So it's not worth getting aggravated about. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. And just a quick note for everyone in the chat. If you write your questions in capitals, it's easier for me to spot them. Um, as I race through the chat uh, as quickly as possible to get the, the messages and the questions to come forward. Mm. And if this is the first time that you're watching the show, um, uh, whether it's uh, you're in part of the, the Fugatric channel or whether you're Ooh. part of of uh, of uh, Z28's channel. Make sure you subscribe to his channel as well if you're from our lot. And, uh, and uh, if it's the first time watching tonight, we've got lots of fantastic interviews um, in the past that we've done with all of uh, Z28's rivals, people like Tinchney um, and uh, Super GT and the Key 25 and many others, uh, Rory Alexander and lots and lots of others. Dead Eye, Dead Boy is a huge list. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. I think we're just four or five away from getting 400 subs. So that would be amazing. Um, to cool. get that tonight, that would be fantastic. Um, but let's get on to the next question for Z28 Racing. I'm trying to do my best to remember it's Z, not Z. That's you can say Z. I kind of, I'm starting <laughs> to like the way Z sounds now. I don't know. People have been saying it for so long. <laughs> In fact, we did have a question. Um, why did you call it Z28 Racing? Was it based on an engine? Uh, that was one was of the it? questions we had earlier. Oh, Z28. Like, why is my channel Z28 Gaming? Yeah. Um, okay, so Z28 man, I'm going to try to make this fast. Okay. So I've been playing games for a long time, right? We already talked about how I was like a gamer a long time ago and all this stuff. Well, when PlayStation three first came out, that's when the PlayStation network was kind of a thing, right? So before that PlayStation two, you had to get in like an adapter to play online or whatever. So then PlayStation network came out in PS three. I had one of the first 500 consoles for PlayStation. I was an idiot and I spent like $800 on a PlayStation three with like 12 games. It was like a bundle deal. Yeah. So I got that and I made, I named my, my primary account Z28. Like that's it. Three characters. You can't do that anymore. So it was just Z28. And the reason why I had that name is because in real life, when I raced and I did drag racing all the time over here at Sunshine Speedway that we have, everyone would call me Z28 because I was the guy with the Z28 that had built heads cam motor with 373 gears. And I was the guy to beat at the track. So everybody would just call me Z because that's just what I was known for. So 
I don't know. I guess just back then, I just thought Z28 would be a cool screen name, and that's why I have it. And I just added gaming to it because I initially thought that I would play multiple games, but somehow mm-hmm. I just stuck. I just stuck with racing on the channel. Ah, fantastic! Now that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be, we're going to get into your racing career in, in drag racing in a wee minute there. Uh, but we've got a question from Rascal the Rabbit, and uh, he, he says, "Question the games. So I missed it the first time. Um, do you like motorcycles? Um, and do you have you ever owned one?" Uh, he is about to buy a KTM 890 Duke, uh, as it's a lightweight, uh, and his background is super motards. Uh, is that perhaps a dream motorcycle for yourself? See, I don't know anything about motorcycles. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. I, I like <laughs> motorcycles, but no, I've never owned one, never raced one. I'm honestly afraid of them, man, because like I, I'm one of those people that are just, I love going fast, and I've done a lot of things that I shouldn't do. So <laughs> me... <laughs> me having a motorcycle is just not a good idea and uh i i definitely don't know enough to give you advice on that bro that's okay no that's absolutely fine now keith yeah. you, a fellow american over there in arizona has said um, what is the best uh, monitor setup for a sim racer triples or ultra wide uh i would definitely say triples in my opinion i i, I mean for me i know some people don't like the you know the edges on triples but I'm not a huge fan of ultra wides because I feel like the image is very distorted. It doesn't look very natural to me. I did try to do that. I, I went through a, a time in my room where I was trying to figure out, do I want triples, ultra wides? I bought all this stuff and I was exchanging at Best Buy const- like constantly trying to figure out what I wanted. But there's just something about an ultra wide setup that doesn't look, it doesn't look right to me. I, I, I can't really explain it. Um, but if you want to get technical, though, everyone's different, right? One person might like an ultra wide. One person might like tri- oh, might like triples. I think the only the answer to that question would be you'd have to try it yourself and just see what's better for your eyes. Like you know, some people like VR, some people don't like VR. So I would just I would just give it a shot and just play around with it and you know see what you like best. Ah, fantastic! No, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because there's so much technology now. Um, mm-hmm. you've got, it's I've just gone from really just playing solely on on PlayStation to now having right. a PC. It's it's boy, it feels like the enlightenment. It's it's uh, so it, different, it, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um that um but we have um uh, uh some more questions here. Now it's I I think it must be one that you'll know the the the, the, the meaning of this. Um it was from GT series videos. Ooh. Uh he said podium or push stream and when <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh okay so podium or push stream now i'm gonna have to get another camera for that so w- what he's talking about is i so back in the day i used to i used to have a stream where i would podium meaning if i come in first second or third um if i came in first second or third then i wouldn't have to do push-ups but if i came in like fourth or fifth or whatever on on camera i would have to sit and do like 20 push-ups on stream oh, so wow. i would lo- i would love and i was doing that for a while but and it was actually pretty entertaining. It was fun. I haven't done it in a long time. I think it would be fun. So now that this is the second time this has been brought up to me, I don't know if it's the if it's the same person, but I might get I might get a second camera and set up like a push up camera. That might be that might be fun. Let me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's uh, yeah. it's fantastic. Now here we go. Um, at, uh, we're just I'll quickly make sure that we've got so many new ones. Um, let's see. Uh, question. As a fellow bald man, do you agree we drive with more style? <laughs> Jesus. From Glasgow. <laughs> I like I like to think that since I shave my head that I'm not bald, but I am 100% getting a receding hairline. So, <laughs> um, yes, I do. I mean, look at this. 
come on, of course we got more style, bro. Look at us. Yeah. We're thinking more, you know? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely more style. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I bet you're glad to be probably wishing it was me answering asking the questions and not the chat. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one. That's hilarious. That's so funny and, uh, though. Now, a, a serious question from Podium 13. Um, did you find transitioning from the potentiometer brakes to the load cell brakes hard? No, I, I, I didn't actually. Like initially, I, it was we. I would say weird. So when I first did it, when I first had my uh, my load cell from Fnac, it was the was it the CSL leap pedals that I had because now I have the V3s. So the CSL leap pedals I found to be a bit bizarre at first because there's a little bit of play in the load cell. So when you, when you, when you touch it just a little, it doesn't register as any type of a break in the game. And that was very strange to me because when you play with a range pedal set, um, as soon as you touch it, it automatically responds to Gran Turismo sport as a little bit of break. Right? So when I got those load cells, it was the play in the, in the load cell that was messing me up. But I really like how natural it feels with having a load cell break because now it's easier for me to, to memorize muscle memory than it is distance. So I can just tell with my foot, like how much pressure that is. So in iRacing, for instance, it's all about pressure, right? So if you go full break in iRacing, you know, you're going to, you're going to lock the brakes up. But since I have kind of pressure memorized a bit, it's, yeah. I, I feel like it's way easier playing with a pressure, pressurized pedal. Uh Fantastic. Now that is a good a good answer to a great question. But uh, yeah. now we've got a good question here from the Pink Tool Floyd. Um, it says here a while ago some of your weekend streams were a bit like driving lessons for everybody. So the mm -hmm. question is, do you think about doing online driving lessons in the near future? They are very useful. I think so. Um, and I think those Pink Tool Floyd that you said that asked that right. Yeah, I know him. Um, I want to start doing that again, like on the weekends, but remember, I just recently came back consistently. So now consistently, I'm, every Tuesday I've been streaming, getting back into it, trying to do it more. So I needed to kind of build that consistent audience back up to where they would come into the lobbies and we would be able to all work together and have fun and I could coach during my streams. So I feel like I'm getting to that point to establish that again. And then once I'm kind of there, that's when that's coming back. So yeah, those, those streams are going to come back again where I'm coaching and helping people live. Yeah. I remember actually watching one of those a while ago and asking, yeah. you, were, you, were, you were talking about, it was at Laguna Seca and I think it was group three at Laguna Seca. Um, okay. And it was as you go around. It's the I'm trying to think of the corners. It's not the first. It's not the first two, three, four. I think it's maybe the turn five. Um, okay. And you were telling us that you come round and um, you shouldn't break. You should just be able to lift slightly, and then it should naturally go across and hit the apex. It's that kind of longer right hander. It's a wee bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I know what you're talking um, about. Really struggled to to not break. Uh, if I, I tended to either I would go wide or miss my miss my or or, or I'd hit the sausage curb if I right. yeah, I'd either turn too late or turn too early. Um, but it but, worked. Uh, it did work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when, <I, laughs> yeah. when I when I braked, that was causing the problem. It was unsettling the car. But when I backed yeah. off, it just somehow managed to give you better control. You know, you know what's funny about you saying that? It, it's a good point. I feel like a lot of people are are scared to take risks because they're too lazy to restart the lap again. Does that make sense? Like, think about yeah, that. Like, yeah. so if I tell you to go on a turn 
and just go and lift your and lift the throttle and go take it. You have that fear of going too wide. And then you're like, oh, damn it, I got to like restart and go back again. And like, it's annoying to have to go back to that sector that might be like the seventh turn and you got to restart the whole lap again to do it properly. I feel like that's where doing laps over and over again and trying different techniques, that's where that comes in handy. You know, I have that fear too. Like sometimes I don't want to try new things because it is scary when you try to take a turn, like let's say full throttle, like, like at a dragon trail full throttle yeah. through the chicane with group four, you can do yeah. that in almost every single car, but it's scary to do like during a race. Cause I mean, you hit that chicane once it's race over. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the yeah. thing. And probably quite a, re a relevant one for this week is that you're saying that one of your favorite combinations is the Nürburgring or Nuremberg GP and group three. And right. I'm nowhere on that. I, I was slightly better on, on a set of course, the competition but when it right. comes to GT sport, I am about three seconds off the pace and I can't, really? Yeah, I can't seem to uh, get it, get the times out. I think it's because I'm not used to cutting the curves as much. Because on other races you can't do that. Uh, I did watch you. I watched your uh, your race, the Nurburgring GP, a few days ago. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did I was, watch it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can tell me honestly that I was terrible, but it was no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I, I don't, I don't look at people and be like, oh man, this guy sucks. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I was just watching just to see. I was just curious, like you know what how how fast you were what kind of times you're running if you were an a driver a plus driver and uh you know on that track you didn't do bad you got you got the you have the driving line down it's just a matter of confidence it's a matter of like getting on the throttle a little bit too early or not early enough you're you're playing the track a little bit too safe you know right, like driving right. it easy and and i know a lot of people do that because you feel like if you push too hard maybe more tire wear or you're afraid you're gonna spin out or whatever i think if you just try to drive that track a little bit more aggressively and a little bit wider use a little bit more road on every angle right. you can guarantee you're going to see like another two sec two seconds shut off you just got to get that little confidence there you know yeah yeah so maybe i don't mm -hmm. use enough road that's a good that's a good um, i will remember that because um, mm -hmm. that's that's an important one that um, yeah but yeah no it's, it's fantastic because i mean it's that uh, it's basically it's when you come into there's the first mm -hmm. corner and then second and then the third corner and it's that and and in gt sport you can cut so much curve but then it can throw the car a little bit as well if you if yes you, if you get it halfway and you don't get it quite right and then then the, the next corner going to the right it also people can it's very i find that one quite tricky as well uh, it is it's, it's all it's like the first five turns are are very yeah. important honestly don't the first three turns are probably the most important you can go so fast on those, but download a ghost and see how far you are on the first three turns. Just do it. Do, yeah. do like download like a top, top 10 ghost replay and just uh -huh. see the distance. You'll be shocked how much time you can lose on those first three turns. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I'm, I'm a late breaker. Um, but, but I can, but the first turn, I don't mind so much. I seem to be reasonable at that. Um, but it's, it's, the, it's two and three and four and five. <laughs> It's not the first turn, it's just the rest of the track. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> pretty much, Got pretty much. It. Got okay, I get it. Oh, I get no. it. <laughs> but, uh, now we've got some quite good comments here. That one of the guys, uh, Rumar, one of the admins, says that I look like a little old lady painting over the wheel of his Honda Civic uh, because I got my G29 here. Um, I knew that was uh, a G29. Yeah. 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 It's a great, it's nearly four years old, but it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing. But, um, and what in terms of tips, because Sardinia and Grace B is a big one this week. And we've got lots of people in the chat who are racing that. And um, what would be a big tip to try and do well at Sardinia? Oh, I didn't race that track yet this week. I have, cause I haven't played since Tuesday. And the only one I raced was the only one I raced with Grace C. So I can't, I don't think I can give tips on that because I haven't done it yet. 
until I do the race, I'll be able to give you, give you tips on it. But honestly though, I don't, I don't really like that track. I mean, it's just, um, something about the flow of that track doesn't work with me. I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be a a front wheel drive fest. Like everyone's going to be using the Sirocco. Most likely that's going to be the best car choice. It's all going to be about that top speed. Um, but really it's just, I mean, to me, that track is just about not understeering too much. It's just about breaking right, not understeering too much. Cause that's what everyone's going to do with the front wheel drive. They're just going to go slightly too wide and we're going to late break and push you off. I think that's a dangerous race to grind on just because it's so easy to get slipstream in that track that they're going to get right behind you and everyone's going to try to pass you every single corner. So to me personally, if you were trying to level up and grind, I I wouldn't do it at that track. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I did it on my, on my A-rated PSN. Um, It was, uh, it was hit or miss, but um, uh, but uh, amazingly, I came back with slightly more DR than when I started. So I was quite, (laughs) I was quite impressed with that one. But uh, but we've, we, I thought I'd ask you one of the, the questions that um, that has been that I know that, that that probably marks you out a lot more than other streamers um, is that you took time off. You you decided to to put um, your streaming and kind of YouTube channel uh, a wee bit yeah. aside for a while. Um, and the, the, maybe some people might not know that, or maybe they do. And perhaps the the, uh, the question would be is um, why did that happen, and then what made you come back? Okay. Well, I mean, podium is actually a huge reason why I came back, but let's, let's start. (laughs) We'll start with why I took it off. So in that, after that 2018, the world finals, when I went there, I don't think, I don't think many people realized, you know, how much stress I had going, going on in my life from that point. I mean, there was the, first of all, there was stuff going on in the back scenes. My, my relationship at that time with this girl that I was dating, not dating her anymore, that was taking a massive hit. It was taking a huge hit because I was spending time trying to do FIA races during the week. And I had to practice for at least like an hour. And then the races were an hour long. And I, you know, I wasn't really seeing her as much. Don't really blame the girl. It's, it's honestly my fault. But so I had to think about that. And then I had to compete. And then I went to Vegas. And then after I went to Vegas to compete, then I made top 10. So I wasn't even like happy that I made top 10 because two weeks later I had to go to Monaco. Um, and I was, like I said, I was in both nations and manufacturers. So while I was there, I was one of the about 12 people, only 12 people that didn't get a break. You know, like if you only went to nations, if they were taking pictures for manufacturers, the nations people could go explore and go walk around and do whatever they wanted to do. But if you made both of them, you'd have pictures at 930. Then at 1030, there'd be no break and you'd have pictures for, you know, the next class, like for nations, manufacturers, whatever. So I was constantly just working the whole time. Couldn't really enjoy myself. Um, And then after that was all done, it was all finished. On top of that, I had a YouTube channel, right? So I had the YouTube channel that everyone's like, oh, you know, you did a great job, like whatever. I mean, I actually did pretty well. We got fourth place in manufacturers. I only got like 19th in nations, but still not terrible against some of the best people, right? But yeah, yeah, so yeah. fourth in manufacturers, 19th in, in uh, nations. And when I got back and I still had to worry about the, the, you know, my YouTube channel, I was starting to race more and I wanted to make more guide videos and I, I was getting a lot of messages to help people. Um, then Polyphony contacted me again because they wanted me to come to the tour in Paris uh, in 2019. And I declined it. I declined the opportunity to go because I, I, I took a personal vacation to, uh, to Paris actually myself and, uh, just to kind of relax. And I started 
missing life a little bit. I started falling off, you know, who I was as a person because I, I turned into this normal guy like I am now that likes going to the gym and like having a good time to this competitive Gran Turismo player that I never intended on being. Remember, I was a gamer back in the day and I just, I do this for fun. It's like a hobby, right? So it was getting too serious. And I knew that I needed to make a life change. Um, and, and my well-being was a little bit more important. So I had to take that time off to get my life on the right track so I wouldn't slip up in the real world. I didn't want to yeah. become a manipulative YouTuber that was just making videos to just get views. And it was going to turn out yeah. that way because my mind was starting to think like, oh, okay, cool. Like I went to the world final. So now I need to make guide videos. I got to get people to, to do this and watch this. And I'm like, that's just not me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's why I took the time off to get myself together. And a uh, good old podium here, he started messaging me because people would notice that I would still put up, you know, top 10 lap times throughout this time. And uh, I don't know. I just, I got that drive again. I feel like yeah. I did back in 2018 and I'm having fun again. And if you're not having fun, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That is, it's really good to know because I think you, you do witness that quite a lot in the streamers out there the big ones especially and you know some have families and managed to balance it out quite well but you, right. i do feel for some of the young single guys out there who are doing it because i think there's a huge pressure to do so much streaming and if they don't do streaming yeah. they're thinking what's the next step for the channel what do we have to do we make a show we do something else we do this we do that exactly and, and it's it's very tough because i think when you're you know there's lots of young people out there i mean i, I just started streaming my gaming last year and really just for a bit of fun um, and I was quite surprised that it's, when when I was doing my interviews at the early stages, unless it was a right. very big name, I hardly got any views. If I did this a normal show with a few of my friends who are admins, I think we got like 15 views if we were lucky. So I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose to try. And yeah, who cares? Stream. You know, exactly. And I got about 50 views when I did a stream uh, of gaming. So I kind of oh. built it up that way and, and it kind of started to, to improve a bit. Um, but I think there's a huge pressure, and 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 I can see the the, the you know the, the interest that people have because they see like Super GT out there, you know, with half a million subscribers and more, and they all think, oh, that would be the life to have. But actually, I don't think so. You've shown, I think you've shown us that you have to have mm -hmm. the balance. If you don't have the balance, you're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not really the kind of person that that likes to stay cooped in inside all the time. Like I, yeah. I go out a lot. Like I, I'm not saying I'm some drunk that goes out and gets hammered every day, but mm. I just need to go out. I like going to the gym. I like going out yeah. and hanging out, you know, with my girlfriend, going out with my friends. Like every other week, I'm, I always see my friends. I go see my dad every Sunday. I have a very balanced life in terms of going out and doing things. I feel like that's healthy. Now, mm. if I was really devoting all of my time to trying to grow my channel, become like this famous YouTuber and make money from it, I couldn't do those things. I wouldn't be able to yeah. do those things. It would have to really revolve around, oh, I need to be back at four o'clock so this way I can make a, a video and edit video so this way I can get likes on my video. Um, yeah. It's just, I'm just gonna have to change my life around, you know? And, and honestly, if you wanna be good at anything, if you really wanna be good at anything in life and really devote time and be great at something, you need to take away from another aspect of your life. And I knew yeah. that, and, and I just, balance is more important to me. Yeah, yeah. And there's a good question here that kind of follows on from that. Um, now that you're back and streaming again, right? Um, from Ari Baz sixty eight, and the question is: He loves your content, Z twenty eight. And what is installed for the future? Are you impressed with Polyphony's decision with Gran Turismo seven being out on PS four alongside PS five? Ooh, 
Well, the future is definitely going to be for me to be consistent and keep racing, maybe make more guide videos, teach people. I really want to be more of a coach of Gran Turismo. I want to help people succeed and become better racers. That's what I want, because I know there's a lot more people out there that have more time than I do. And for those people that do, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong if you do have that time. I've had, I've had time in my life where I could play games six hours a day if I wanted to. Right. But I just want to help those people do something they've never done before. So for instance, go to a world final, right? So if I can make my channel kind of help people along the way and, and race, that's what I want to do. However, what I'm worried about, what I'm worried about is that there's still that competitive side to me that if I keep <laughs> racing, that I'm going to want to compete. And that's, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Um, as far as the PS4, PS5 question, talk about the backwards compatibility for GT7. Now, I, I, some of you might not like this, but I don't like that idea. And I don't like that idea because I have a PlayStation 5 now. I got it on launch. And if the game is backwards compatible for both, I just fear it's going to be somewhat of an edited version uh, of Gran Turismo Sport, maybe better shadowing, more tracks, whatever. Um, and load times are going to suffer. Network, there, there, are, there might be networking problems because yeah. keep in mind that the hard drive is so much slower in PlayStation 4. So if you're loading into a race, the PS5 peoples with, with solid state drives, they're going to have to wait for the slower load times for PS4. So I think that it's going to slow down GT7 in terms of being a next-gen racing game. It's going to keep it just a little bit better than Gran Turismo Sport. That's that's my fear. I just hope that they can balance it properly. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, because some people think it's a good idea and others think it's a, a bad idea. I think, for me personally, I think it's not such a good idea uh, because I, yeah. I think the PS5 is supposed to show the best technology and the big step forward. Right, right. You know, if it's on PS4, well, yes, you might have greater numbers being able to play the game to but, make more money yeah but you're sacrificing on the, the technology and the, the potential of what that yeah. game should have been exactly um, i think it's a financial decision they're going to make way more money making it backwards compatible they're going to sell probably 30 40 percent more copies because it's backwards compatible yeah yeah it's like i'm prepared to wait for a ps5 until grand actually grand theft auto six because oh. I, I love that game uh, yeah. it is fun and, and and it has a lot of kind of scottish themes in it even though it's based in on american cities and things like that but um but it's great fun and i the, when i got my ps4 the first one it was actually a grand theft auto bo box and the whole thing you got the game with it and so on oh that's cool um, I, you know i've never even played grand theft auto i played it like one time like an old like three or something i never played it ever again yeah yeah i mean i love oh, the games i just never played them i don't know why yeah it, it's very funny it's complete escapism when you, when you play that is you know <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> <That's cool. laughs> well cool. I, I did have one funny thing because the first time i ever went to to florida and i rented a car and uh and he, and he said oh this is the first time to america when i was at the budget uh, uh desk and he said are you are you familiar at all with driving abroad in, in america and i and i said well i haven't done it before but i have played many years of, of grand theft auto so I'm sure oh it's like, I'm a pro at grand theft auto. So don't worry about it. I got this car under control. If not, I'll just grab somebody else's car. Don't worry exactly. about it. Exactly. I've never stopped. I've never stopped at a red light since, you know, <laughs> you guys are paying for the tickets anyway. It's not my thing. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so no, it was great fun. Hold on. Yeah. Let me put this mic in. All right. There Hopefully you can hear me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. Might it's have all to good. Turn you up here. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Is it all good? 
Oh, dang it. Hold on. I got to get. Another uh, plug because my headset died, so I can't really hear you fully. All right. So let me see if I can. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Tell me if this bothers you. If this bothers you, you let me know and I will change it. But I want to do this because it would be much easier for me because I would prefer to hear you on my TV. Give me a second. Sometimes the The techiness is coming out. Okay, so we are going to put on this. All right. So now, go ahead and say whatever. Welcome to the Car Simon Race Driver okay, Show. Good. Z28 Racing. There you go. I hear you. All right. Good? We're good. Excellent. Fantastic. I can hear it slightly in the background, but I think it's okay. And I, I know the chat will let us know if it's coming back through. Um, but this would probably be a great time, actually, to let all the chat know about our fantastic touring car community race that's coming up. It's called the Q Hadrick Touring Car Community Race Challenge. And it's going to be once a month from the end of July. And you can find out all about it on our Discord. And there's a video that's just been done. So that will be uploaded on the next day or so. I think it's already on uh, Rascal the Rabbit's um, Discord as well. And it will go up on mine in the next day or two. And perhaps, Z28, you might want to come and have a shot and that uh, you could be one of our star our star players um if the timing is is possible that would be amazing to have you along um, i would do that that'd be kind of cool yeah it is all probably cars that you might hate um to be fair it's all front drivers um, but it's a it's a kind of touring car series um but a good tracks we've got some great tracks chosen um and it's going to be fun and it's it's, it's going to be and it's all, all capabilities as well um but there's going to be trophies for the winners um, and so it, it would be it'd be amazing um, to get you into that if you would like to, to come along. That would be fantastic. You're going to have trophies, you said? Like you get trophies yeah. for the, the winner oh, or whatever, yeah. like first, prizes. second, third or whatever? Yeah, yeah, for the overall. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No expense spared. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be great fun. So no, that's the thing. And so Rascal the Rabbit has very kindly helped me to, to create that. Uh, he's done all the back end work and most of the work, to be fair, probably about 99% of the work. Um, but uh, but uh, very kindly put my name on it. So um, it's going to be a, a great, a great league um, that we're going to do just once a month, uh, normally at the end of the month, um, starting from the end of July. But, uh, but yeah, well, let's get on to a few more questions. I know we've got a few minutes left before I know you've got to get back to the gym uh, and get everything all sorted out. Oh, are you still there? Oh, yes, I can hear. So you did. <laughs> I thought the screen had frozen there for a wee second. <laughs> um, but uh, I suddenly thought, <laughs> now here we go. Um, I'll do it. Um, from Podium, he says, does equipment make a difference in being faster? Does what now? Does what make a difference? Equipment. So if you get better equipment, does it make a difference to being faster? Okay. Um, man, so basically hardware. Does your hardware make a difference? Okay, so... <sighs> You know, I, I, I used to say, I used to say back, back in the day, like, like all, always when I made my, my videos that would talk about different wheels, like the G29 versus the T300 and the fan attack and all this stuff. I used to say that your hardware, you know, your equipment didn't matter, but I've, as I've delved into other games, you know, when I started playing a set of course of competition and I, and I played iRacing, I think depending on your race of choice, your, your game of choice in terms of iRacing or Gran Turismo Sport, I do believe that equipment does make you a little bit faster because for, like the simple example that we used earlier with iRacing in terms of a load cell versus a range pedal set, 
I really feel that you will have a hard time not locking up the brakes if you have a range pedal set over a load cell set because you can't really pressurize the the range pedal, right? So you can't get a feeling for it. You just have to kind of tune it in the iRacing settings and then just hope that you can kind of get it right and memorize it or whatever. So I feel like it would be a little bit easier to be better if you had a load cell or and you got adapted to that because it just makes things a bit more natural. However, there are tons of skilled players. And if you're just naturally good at racing, you could use a G29 and compete in FIA and be in first. So, mm. you know, if you have nothing beats natural skill, do I think that you can get a couple tents with better with better hardware? Sure. But I mean, if you're good, you're always going to be good. And I don't think that the difference in better equipment is going to make you the best player in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the question everybody wants to pretend they, they, they kind of know the answer to it. But I think they kind of want to get the confirmation that ultimately practice and developing skill. That's it. That's really all it is. Yeah. Now we have a great question from Tara Black. Do you design your own libraries or do you have a favorite designer? Do, okay. Sorry. I'm trying to hear you again. Say it I'm trying to get to where you don't hear me. That's why I'm muting you. Go say it one more time. Um, do you have a, uh, do you design your own libraries or do you have a favorite designer? No, I do everything myself. I don't have a designer at all. That's fantastic. Uh, so if you've got some great designs for your cars, that um, that's that's great. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't do I don't do anything like in terms of you're talking about livery design, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The livery, all the old livery design that I've had for all those cars, man, those were done from fans from you know back in the day. I have absolutely no artistic ability. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it is so bad. Like I could like, never make a car livery. I honestly, I feel like that's another skill that people yeah. are not recognized enough for those. Some of those yeah. livery designs that these people make are absolutely astonishing. So no, I'm not going to take credit for any livery that I ever use. Uh, it's always stolen or, or it's made for me. Now <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. I know it's been repeated a few times. Uh, I didn't see it the first time. Um, it's from again from GT series videos. Um, you recently asked um, uh, me how I enjoyed going back to the older GT games. Would you consider streaming an older GT game for a bit of fun? You know, GT series, I, I would, I would like to do that. I, it would be fun for, you know, for instance, Gran Turismo six or whatever. I think you're referring more to the old ones like GT three or GT four or whatever. Um, I, I have a means to stream those. I have the equipment to stream some of that old stuff. But I don't know, you know, I, I think it would be good for a small audience, but I need to figure out maybe, maybe we can brainstorm and I could talk to some people on discord or maybe on a live stream one day, I could talk to people. I'm just curious what people would want to see, you know, would they want to see time trials, Would they just want to see the game and just kind of relive it again. So I would, if there was an actual kind of a, a purpose to do so and an interest for people to dive into it again, it's hard to, that's what sucks about being a YouTuber. You know, it's, you have to like come up with an idea that would be entertaining for an extended period of time. Right. So if I did think of something that I could do for a couple hours, like, like I said, if you, if you told me like, Hey, let's just do time trials or let's just, you know, try to beat the game or whatever, then I would go for it. I just need something to work with. That's all. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Well, I realise we've gone over the one hour mark and I know you're, you're, you're a very busy man with a very busy schedule. Um, and we, we really appreciate you coming on the show um, and, uh, and giving us your time and, and, and energy and great answers to these great questions that have come up. I think we're going to have to do a part two because there's so many, there's so much more um, that we haven't been able to get round to. So we'll have to, if you're up for it, to do another one at some point quite soon. That would be great to, to get you back. Oh, yeah. To do a part two. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's super. But um, to everyone who's been watching, um, thank you very, very much for your questions. Um, I'm sure they've, they have put them to, to, to Z20 and he's done a fantastic job um, of answering them, uh, which has been truly fantastic. And of course, we've got the, the HHTCR Cup coming up. So remember to go into Discord uh, and to watch that. If you're from our community and this is the first time you've seen Z28, make sure you click the link in the description for Z28's channel and you can subscribe to his channel there and give him a like for his great videos and streams. But we have our motto here on the Car Simon Race Driver Show, which really shows just how professional we are. And I don't know, have you heard it? Did you watch the video long enough to hear the ending? Yeah, I have actually. Would you like to? Would you like? <laughs> you've probably been pre-warned about this. Uh, but uh, would you like to have the last few words there um, for those watching and do our motto, if you like? Well, the last few words, what can I say? Well, I guess, I mean... I as anyone should say, I appreciate anyone who stopped by. I didn't see the chat. I can't even see who's chatting or who's been here, but I appreciate everyone who's going to watch this video who has. And, and more importantly, you know, Hugh, I'm, it was very nice to meet you today. This is the first time I spoke with you today and I feel like we got along like immediately. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That couldn't go yeah. any better. Right. So yeah. I would, I'd love to come back again and we can just talk and just talk about anything, whether it's <laughs> sim yeah. racing it's or whatever. Um, it's good fun. And I, and I hope, my goal is that sim racing in general, whether it's Gran Turismo, Set of Course Competition, iRacing, I just want it to grow. So I'm hoping that your channel grows as big as it can be. I feel like you're a huge part of the sim community if you keep doing this. I'm telling you, if you start interviewing these people and you keep doing what you're doing, this is great, man, because it's it's good insight for new people to come in and learn like, hey, this is where this guy came from. This is you know the ins and outs. And this is important information that once people start getting a hold of it, they can relate that to their life, you know, and I think mm -hmm. you're doing a great thing here and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm happy you had me on here today. Oh, fantastic. You've been a great guest. Absolutely delightful. Um, and it's, it's uh, I can't wait to get you on the show again to get a part two and uh, to go into your race, real racing, uh, uh, as drag racing exploits and things like that. That sounds absolutely fantastic. So stay on the line for a few seconds. But to everyone else who's still here in the chat and who's watching and listening on the podcast as well, it is the Car Simon Race Driver Show with our wonderful motto of drive fast and try not to crash. And if you do, you might just win the race at the first corner. Take care and bye just now.